0: Hello everybody, thanks for joining us again for another roundtable with the wonderful Cindy Howard, VP of Technology and Solutions at Advanced and resident IDMS extraordinaire. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about IDMS modernization and it's kind of an interesting timing because we've just wrapped up all of the survey work for our third annual mainframe modernization business barometer report, which I dare you to try and say that five times fast. Uh, But basically what we do is we go around to a bunch of companies around the globe, ask them a bunch of questions about their mainframe and modernization and what they're planning to do, what they've done and what they regret doing and report it to you. And data, data accessibility, data security, the Reduction in the expense of aging data, et cetera, is at the very top of the list of everybody's um, of everybody's to-dos in 22. And so this couldn't come at a better time because IDMS and, of course, its surrounding ecosystem are uh, or is relatively expensive in comparison to some of its its uh, cohorts, especially considering the um, the the proprietary nature of what it is so enough of my rambling Cindy's the one that you're here to see Um, I would like to say before you start Cindy um, the you've been you've been doing this for a while you are one of the top experts in the space you actually helped co-author an IBM red book on this subject so for those of you that are watching if you're wondering if she's someone you should be listening to the answer is absolutely Cindy, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself that I haven't already completely blown out of proportion? <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: thanks, Rob. Um actually my background is IDMS. I was a, a an IDMS developer back in the day, which is rather interesting because um, in the 80s it was a, a big heyday for IDMS. It was a it is and still is a network database, fast and efficient with the languages. Um, I also then helped with the development of our tooling that we actually use to do automated conversion of IDMS to other technologies and ads online and IDMS DC and everything that goes with. With it, so I've been around a, a really long time. We won't say how long that is, but um, it has been a, a very long time. We did our first automated conversion in 1999 using a tool set that we had just started developing then, and it is still the state same tool set that we have now, um, though nice. it's come a long way and handles so much of everything all of the time. So, uh, very mature project, very mature product in everything that it
0: does. Yeah, and, so glad and to there be here. Quite a few. Quite a few successful projects under the belt of that tool set too, for sure.
1: Quite a few. And a lot of them IDMS. So yeah. good point,
0: Rob. Now was that a was that a Y two K focused thing in nineteen ninety nine? I just have to know.
1: No, it was not. Actually uh-huh. we had done a lot of we had done a lot of work with Y two K with the a lot of the divisions that we worked with, the agencies that we worked with, and we did a lot of work with regard to to Y2K, but this project was off to the side, and it was a customer, a very prominent customer, who said, we need to get this off of IDMS right away, and so we wrote the tooling to read the schema to do the work and to generate that, and it was separate from what we were doing for Y2K. Interesting.
0: So, yeah, no good care. question, though.
1: Good I question. had bet on the Y2K <laughs> thing,
0: but here we are. So, um, uh, speaking of you know, I mean, IDMS has been around for uh, quite some time and it still is obviously around. It is within the top three um, ecosystems that is still used today, according to the survey that I was just rambling about a couple of minutes ago. Can you tell us a little bit as, as a, an ex-developer, um, what were the, the attractive components of IDMS that sort of brought it into the scene the way it's been brought into the scene? What makes it unique?
1: I think the, the most important thing back at that time was the fact that ads online was there. Um, the opportunity to have an active dictionary where the source code could reside and be kept organized. The language itself, you could write a nice dialogue with a couple screens, uh, a screen with that dialogue and another dialogue and do it all in you know 10 minutes, you'd have something on your screen that was working. So. The database itself, being a network database, had a lot of flexibility for relating fields and records to one another. So I think it got a lot of traction that way as well. And really, there was no relational technology that was available in a mainframe environment. And everybody was on the mainframes at that point. IDMS was one. There were several others that we work with also, a Datacom, other technologies that were pre-relational that we're in the process of helping folks turn into relational. So that's
0: part of the conversion, too. Interesting. And, and you really can't hear IDMS talked about without hearing about the talent scarcity. Uh, so ultimately, oh. companies are having a really hard time finding people who are willing and experienced enough in IDMS to keep their systems up and running. Can you talk a little bit about what you've seen in the in the market on that front?
1: Oh, It's been really tough because it was back in the 80s when and when that was the heyday. And if you think about how old all of us were back in the 80s, and how old we are now most are nearing retirement, thinking about retirement are already gone. So um, the scarcity comes from that. Also, the fact that back in the 80s, when IDMS was in its heyday, you could find multiple vendors who did training in all the different language types that were part of it. How do you do ads a and ads online And what is the IDMS database? And if you wanted to do fancy things with it, what would you do? All of that was available as training, and there's nothing like that anymore. It hasn't been for the last 20 years. So I would say back in the 90s is when all of that stopped, when Cullinette actually sold to um CA, and then yeah. CA sold to Broadcom, and it's gone on down the line that way. So it was a great place to be way back in the beginning, but the resources that really know it are really difficult to to find out there. Our team, on the other hand, we have six well-seasoned IDMS DBAs who work on our tooling and on all the projects that we have. They are also now relational DBAs, some of them in different languages that are there, some of the other relational technologies, but we have kept very close ties with all of our folks. A lot of those guys have been here since the beginning, since we did a first manual conversions in the 1990s. So, wow. you yeah, they've been a long way
0: too. I mean, and and we'll talk about this more in a couple minutes, but expertise hand in hand with you through your modernization really is the determining factor of success. Yeah, it um, really is we've talked about the the talent scarcity can you talk a little bit more you know when you speak with prospects today can you share some of the other major determining factors of their decision to you know finally modernize that you're seeing
1: yes a lot of them have the talent problem for sure a lot of them sure. have the oh holy cow i just got a preview of my license agreement that's going to come up in 6 months and it's a lot And that money um, could be well spent on a conversion, not necessarily in that small window, but we need some runway to be sure that everything's converted properly and tested and everything that goes with that. But the money becomes a big deal as well. Plus the technology these days, if you wanted to stay on the mainframe and you're using DB2, that's awesome. We can take you there. If you want to come off and use SQL Server or Oracle or or DB2LUW off the mainframe, you can do that as well. But but with that migration and with that work that's being done, um, you'll get the ability to actually have more uptime the ability to have 24-hour uptime, the ability to share that data more easily. Most most of the developers that come out of college today know SQL. They can write SQL against the new databases very nicely, but they can't write against that IDMS database. So that's another thing we see, the uptime, and also the ability to share that data among the applications.
0: Yep. We're hearing the same thing on the marketing side of the house too.
1: Got to share that data. (laughs) Got to share it. Yep.
0: So when you when you have these initial discussions with folks when they're trying to come up with a plan, do they tend to know where they want to go and what they want to do, or are they leaning heavily on you to tell them what what you think they should do? (laughs) I know that's changed over the years. I'm, I'm curious. You know, what's the state of things today?
1: Well, today I think there's a lot of organizations that have a plan. They've been implementing a plan for a long time and they're marching further down into that plan or they they peeled off everything that they could peel off from the IDMS systems that they had, rewrote them manually, bought COTS packages, whatever it might be. And what's left is this core mammoth thing in the middle that they're afraid to touch or yeah. need to do quickly. And that's where we get an opportunity um, to do that, there those guys who know where they're going are are marching and probably have been marching for quite a while. We also have folks who have done done nothing yet who know where they're going because they have the right skill set in house. We're we're .NET people. We want C Sharp. We are going to use the SQL Server database. We're going to the Azure cloud. That kind of look that you get from those folks, and then we have other folks that say oh, we don't know anything about IDMS. Our our last support guy just left last month whatever it might be and we have no idea what we're going to do or where to start or what to do with this so we get a lot of those also and we also get just the folks who who say i'm open to anything what can you do for me and how quickly can you make it happen because my tent's on fire um yeah which is also a tough situation for those folks to be in but there's a lot of reasons to do it and there's a lot of reasons that that folks have been doing it for many years
0: yeah very interesting stuff. And and you know, some things change and and some things stay the same. And I think that, you know, when it comes to IDMS, that posture has been pretty much what it is for quite some time. Yep. With with respect to, you know, we, we know that we're losing the talent. Um, we know that the prices are going up from a licensing perspective. Uh when when folks discuss pain points that they are experiencing. And also when they're thinking about like, what is it going to be to modernize this? What are some of the common pain points that they come to the table with and that one might expect in a modernization? And, you know, how do we try and reduce the risk around that?
1: You you said the the two most important ones, our skill set is leaving or we have none left. It's it's almost too late. Um, and then also the the cost, the price, yeah. how much that actually costs. When when they come to the table to us and they're concerned about, some of them are concerned about how the integration will work with the other applications. How long will it take? Because our resources are strapped and we don't have a lot of resources to help with this. How many? How much? time are our resources going to need to give to this project to get us off of IDMS? So there's a lot of questions around the resource, because everybody has the same situation with regard to that. Everyone has their their normal job, and then off to the side we'll be helping with with this actual conversion and doing some education and getting them geared up to to start using the new relational technology, the new languages that they might go to. Um, So they, they have pain points around their resources, as well as the money and the fact that they might be missing some resources talent wise yeah.
0: and and then you know on the money front there is the the conversation of bundling as a yeah. strategy to keep them on 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 the platform and and I know we run across that quite a bit can you talk a little about how we've helped folks or or how would I guess how would you advise someone who's in a situation where they feel constrained by bundling
1: Yes, the bundling of the products, the Broadcom products is really what you're referring to. Is that right, Rob? That's right, yeah. So you have IDMS and ads online. You have culprit, maybe. You have EasyTree IDMS. You have other ways that you use IDMS, the online side with IDMS DC. There's Everything's built into IDMS and all of that is bundled together with a price tag on it. And even if you get rid of the culprit and the easy tree and and the things around the edges. If you still have IDMS in the middle, they're not really going to give you a discount because it's the bundle that you're paying for. Same thing if you get rid of IDMS and you don't get rid of um, the other Broadcom things, they ACF2 and um, the culprit and the easy tree and the things that are around that. If you don't get rid of all of it, then you still get the bill and it might be <laughs> the same or bigger than the one you had when you had twenty prod products on there versus now what you have 12 it probably looks the same and that's what people are experiencing that it's not going to make any difference if i get rid of half of what i'm leasing or paying for from broadcom is it going to make a difference in the price i have to pay and in most cases the answer is no so you have to do all of it
0: yep yep
1: they know what what's in store for them at broadcom so anyway
0: that's right that's right um (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Advanced, a leading provider of application modernization services with unique expertise in the mainframe modernization market. Find out more at oneadvanced.com forward slash mainframe. And and so when, when the process begins, um, what do you believe, based in, on your experience, the most sort of viable options for IDMS modernization are? When you sit down with folks, how, how do you explain this to them?
1: Basically, depending on what they have, if they have systems that they've been running for 30 years, 40 years, in some cases, they're stable systems. They don't really have to do much to them. They're running the business perfectly. They might have made enhancements over the years, but there's nothing wrong with what they have and it's stable. So that environment where everything is is running well is one that you want to either pick up and continue to run well, maybe with the new technology, with the new um, platform, if you're going to go into something that's more scalable, but give you the same look and feel and, and composition that you had. Sometimes that can be very beneficial. Not having to do any end-user retraining, but running my applications in a cloud, that's a beautiful thing. And those yeah. are the types of things that we can, can do, actually. Um, when... When we hear from them that they want to do modernization, in some cases they say, Well, I don't, we, this doesn't serve our business anymore. We need to do something completely different. Well, that's not fitting for a conversion. If you wanted to keep the same thing that you had, that's fitting for a conversion. We help folks with off the shelf packaging. You might be getting an ERP package to replace half of this IDMS application set that you have. Um, might be getting SAP or some other technology, bringing in a big bunch or bringing in a a little HR system that will take care of what you were doing for timekeeping, whatever it might be. And in those cases, we can help with staging of the IDMS data, at least get it into a relational format so that you can ETL between what you had before, looking like relational, to the new databases. So we can help there. And in some cases, folks will come to us and say, I'm buying a COTS package, but we don't know how to get the data from over there in IDMS and get it over to our new COTS package. So those are things that we talk about also. Um, concerns that they have in, in, in what it is that they're about to do. So they can rewrite it. They can use a COTS package. They can completely convert it. We'll pick it up and put it on any platform with any relational database that they choose. So the options are very much available to them. And we present generally all those options. We listen listen well and help them plan for their future. They've had that going for 30, 40 years. We want to make sure that what they choose today will also go 30 or 40 years into the future, maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I, think that, I think that that consulting style approach to things is really what makes this such an attractive offer. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of folks, especially, developers or DBAs come at the problem. Okay, let me see if I can find a tool that can help me do this, that or the other. Um, And we've touched around this through our conversation, but it really is about the experience going through the process, knowing where the bodies are buried, so to speak, and how to get around that stuff um, that, that makes this a unique prospect for folks. Can you tell us a little bit about what makes that such an important component of the modernization process and obviously of what advanced is providing?
1: Yes, the advanced solution, it's really mature. It has been around for over 22 years. it can do all those things in the world that you need to be when you're 21. <laughs> so it does do a lot of that very hard lifting for us. It definitely can read any IDMS schema and generate the DDL for relational technology. It writes all the programs to get the data out of IDMS into a set of sequential files to load then to the new database technology using that vendor's load syntax, IBM, Oracle, um, Microsoft, whatever it might be, to populate the new databases that are there. It also does work to convert the applications so that they match up with the database and everything looks and feels the same way. When we look at what our competitors do, They're not really tearing apart what's there and putting it back together as new technology with new features and and new databases and capabilities that are there, but instead maybe taking a piece at a time or a part of it where our solutions are, are more global they take into account everything that you could do in Ads Online and everything that you could do in Ads A and the security that's built in. And if you're using Scratch and Queue and what does that look like? And what features you might be using out of IDMS DC as the services that are there. We make sure all of that's covered and everything that we do. So there are a lot of challenges that we've overcome over all of these years for all of the unique things that customers can do these days we're getting a lot of customers who have logical record facility and we did some conversions of logical record facility back when we first got started with automated tools back in the early 2000s um, but haven't done any since then but now it, almost everybody has at least some so this is a, a another hurdle for us to be able to jump over again yes and with multiple customers so that's also very unique so for speed and accuracy our conversion is very very speedy and it's very accurate in what it does it, it preserves the integrity of the idms data in whatever le- database it's going to and it provides the exact same functionality regardless of what platform it ends up running on so it's rather unique that way
0: yeah and it has quite the track record for uh, it, yeah. it's very very impressive and you know when you and i, I hate to keep Uh, shilling this barometer report that we're going to be publishing in a a couple of months. But when you look at the data that's come from um, these, you know, giant global corporations, at the very top of the list in their experiences, we didn't have the right people in the right seats when we started making choices. We didn't know what we were getting into. And that's what made things complicated. After we did our first modernization of uh you know some sub application or some small database as a part of you know a broader set of databases whatever it is after they did that they had learned what they they knew what they didn't know and it was <laughs> it was a lot easier for them and i think you know for folks who have joined this discussion today uh, i'm sure there's more than one that this is their very first time going down this road um exactly. what would your advice be for the for the first time Modernization folks, how what can, how can they avoid some of those pitfalls that that these prospects have talked about?
1: New folks looking at modernization have a reason that they're doing it. They have a timeline in their head somewhere. There are technical people that are part of their organization that may or may not know about the existing technology, and I think that the initial discussion. With any of us at Advanced is going to be around. What do you guys need? What do you guys want? What do you what can you keep going forward? And what do you want not want to have going forward? How should it look? So it is very consulted, consultative,
0: hey, consultative. <laughs> talk, I don't know. Yeah. Yes,
1: one of those to to be able to talk to a customer team, even their technical technology teams, their executive teams, in order to understand what they plan for their business going forward, and and what their stomach is for stopping and doing a conversion, getting on the new technology, and then carrying forward with whatever enhancements they want to make and anything that they want to go do after they get off of IDMS, for instance. So there's a lot of things that can happen there, and we have some customers who have half of their applications. They might have 100 applications on their mainframe. Half of them would be best suited if they could get into the cloud, if they could make some of those outward-facing to the their clients, their customers, their the agencies they work with, and other applications that are kind of behind the scenes, their background processing. So depending on what they're looking at, what they have left on the mainframe, we look at it a lot of different ways with them, show them what the tools look like, how it looks, what the code looks like when it when it's converted, when it comes from the process, and try to get a level of comfort so that they understand what the process, what the project would look like, and then also understand what they'll get from it technically database wise and code wise so we go down that path a lot
0: that is a good path for sure (laughs) and and if you if you were to put yourself in their shoes as they are qualifying uh vendors to assist them in doing this or you know consultants or you know systems integrators whoever it is or hopefully us um, what's the what's the one question that you would advise them to ask? Is there any silver bullet question or questions when it comes to f- qualifying the vendor for modernization?
1: I think that the most important one, especially in the case of IDMS, is what is your level of experience within your organization on IDMS? Because this, the first time that you come across a, a 32K page that has bit-level code in it, uh, the normal guy would just freak. So there yeah. are organizations that that claim that they're gonna be able to do something, but when you trip over the hard things or the unique things that these customers did over the last 30, 40 years, and you don't have qualified people on your team, it's gonna fall down. In our case, oh my goodness, I guys have probably seen almost everything that you could possibly see, though. I'm sure that there's a lot of unique things that are still out there that we haven't seen yet. Um again, we have six solid DBAs who are also relational DBAs. We have former IDMS ads online people. Um, everybody who's involved in a project around IDMS has IDMS experience. So it, it becomes a very important part of the project. Other vendors may say, oh, we have a great tool and it can generate the code. Well, that's nice, but, but we're a little bit special. We have This unique thing that we did, or we have to interface all of these applications to something else. And that's where the people come in along with a mature tool. So the resources that we put on a project and the tooling that we uh, have in place to do the actual work are the two things together that if I was someone looking to do a modernization project, I would want to make sure both of those were in
0: place. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And, and, Let's assume just for the sake of this conversation, you know, someone comes forward with a project that that has all the bells and whistles at a high level. What is it? What does the project feel like kind of from start to finish for that customer? What can they expect again at a high level?
1: At a high level, there's actually three phases that we do early on. The first phase is the assessment. And this is the process of collecting all of the customer source code that might be remotely related to anything in that IDMS set of applications in that portfolio. So we collect everything from the dictionaries, from partition data sets that have COBOL code and JCL and PROCS. We collect the schema reports, the subschema reports. We collect everything that's related to IDMS, bring it all in. it was actually, into a SQL Server database that's beneath the covers of our tooling, and it's broken down into lots of levels of granularity where we can see it all, we can see what's used, what's not used, we can see all of the details of everything with regard the applications, we break them out by application, and we see how they also cross-reference with each other and how they use data. The second and third phases are really our phase 2A and 2B. The database conversion, once we understand and know what schemas are being converted or what portions of schemas are being converted, starts right away as soon as that assessment process kind of isolates the basic scope Um, at that point we are generating the new ddl the extract programs that pull the data out of idms that all goes into the customer environment their team will do some compilations of those extract programs, and their team will actually run them and move the data over to the new environment so that that data never needs to leave the customer environment. So it's all safe behind their firewall, whether they're going from the mainframe to a Linux environment to Windows or, or staying on the mainframe. All wow, of those that's are options.
0: very important.
1: Yep, very important. At the same time, that database conversion is going on because there'll be some things that they'll have to look at mostly related to data cleansing, IDMS was very forgiving. You could put spaces into a numeric field, IDMS didn't really care. You could also initialize a field to low values and only fill uh, fill out one of the levels, one of the fields underneath that group level that you just initialized, And IDMS didn't care. But, but any relational technology that you go to is highly classed. So you would have to make sure that those are taken care of. Our process actually identifies all those places. We help you with what you can do to resolve that. In some cases, our programs that are extracting the data can fix it for you too. At the same time, that data conversion is going on and there'll be a, a, a little tail on that as the customer teams work through any of those cleansing issues. But then we also start the application conversion. And it's really based on a plan that was put in place as part of the assessment. One of the glories of that assessment process is that we get to see everything that's there. We get to see how it fits together to help make a a set of decisions regarding how best to test it, what order you would be doing work, whether you wanna have one, one go live, whether you wanna have multiple go lives, all that comes into place. So then during the application conversion, we're actually delivering code based upon what that plan was in the assessment. So those three phases are our biggest phases. They're all automated, highly automated using the tools that we have. And then it moves into testing. So the testing phase, we'll do pre-delivery testing just to make sure the application's standing up, that we've built whatever we need to build, that it's talking to the database for both batch and online, and that everything's ready to roll. Then we deliver that to the customer environment where they then begin doing their functional testing and their system level testing integration and everything that goes with that. We support everybody throughout that whole process. That testing lifecycle is is Probably it is the longest phase in anything that we do. We're going to deliver code to you quickly. It just depends on how fast you can test it. Um, But that testing phase will go on. If there's anything that that happens that isn't exactly as you expect it to be, exactly the same answer as you got in IDMS, it comes back to us. So there'd be a ticket open, and then we would re-deliver to you that portion of the code that had that same possible issue in it. Um, So if it was supposed to turn pink and blinking and it didn't turn pink, but it blinked, we'd find every place where that was going on and we would deliver only the code then that was related to that. Um, So that testing cycle, we're supportive through the whole process to take you right into the actual deployment, which we can help you with that planning. We also offer post-implementation support so we can hang out with you for the first three days after you go live or, or for the first three weeks or the first three months, whatever you'd like to have. Um, the the process is tried and true regardless of what language and database you're coming from and what you're going to. Our steps are the same. Tried and true process.
0: It is. It, it definitely is. And thank you for the detail because I think that is really important to understand when you're thinking about making a commitment for something like this. Um, as you've been talking, I've been watching some questions come in. Uh, oh. and, and so I've got a few that I'd like to throw out at you and see if See if we can cover them. One second here. So
1: or, or how, trip me up. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Let's see, let's see how uh, how well versed you really are now. Um, how does your solution handle the DB keys and the other traversal options in IDMS?
1: Oh. Um- Basically, the relational technologies that don't use DB keys, they use like DBT uses an identity column. The other mm-hmm. SQL Server Oracle use sequence numbers, I believe that's what they are. They're all maintained by the database, and we allow the database to continue to maintain those. So, if in your ads online code or your IDMS code, you're saying accept DB key from employee currency and you're saving that number and later going after that record type inside IDMS using that number. Instead going forward, we'll be using whatever the identity column is or the sequence number inside of that row inside of the relational table and saving that off for you in the same way. So we handle everything that's around the DB key processing and make sure that it all still works exactly the same way and you have the same capability to go quickly back to that exact occurrence of that row in the table or that record in the database
0: excellent excellent mm-hmm. I, and there's a bunch of questions here so i and i know we've kind of gone long so let me grab one more here no that's okay it's all great info um okay here's a good one what about phased migrations that require bridges is that something that you do and i think you touched on this a little bit already
1: we identify those bridges who calls who who between the applications any files that are being created that disappear that nobody appears to be using they could either be backups or they're going out to another um, site somewhere the bridging we identify where it is and we recommend ways that it could be worked Um, but what we find in most cases is customers find ways to not have to do the bridging which is very interesting also You might say, well, you know what? It's these three applications. I'm not going to write 25 bridge programs. Let's take them all three at the same time. And off they go that way. So that happens quite often. Um, We have tried to work in some cases with some of the tools that are out there for replication. And we have some customers who are very interested in that. We've also discussed the option in our IDMS solution to be like our IMS solution where we can actually do duplication as opposed to replication. So at the same time that you're updating the the old IDMS database, let's go ahead and update the new DB2 database, for instance, um, in that case, those databases are going to stay in sync with one another. Old applications that haven't moved yet can use, still use the IDMS, and the ones that have moved will be pointed to DB2. And that's a situation when you're on the mainframe. So there are some options that we offer there and some experience we've had with it. Um, and there's also so always something new coming out in, in the marketplace that we take a look at also for, for technology that might help in these areas
0: definitely. It is always changing, even though it seems like everything in the mainframe world stays the same. That's right.
1: (laughs) True, true.
0: So, everyone, thank you so much. Um, The the Q&A period is over, so you can, uh, if you do have additional questions, enter them into the chat. We'll catch up with you after this recording, Um, and uh, you can also go back to our website, modernsystems.oneadvance.com and take a look at a recording of this session. Um, Cindy, I want to thank you. Really appreciate your your time and your expertise and the depth of answers that you gave to us. Um, hopefully it helped everyone understand a little bit more about what they're up against and, and hopefully they'll give us a shot to talk about it.
1: Great. Look forward to talking with everyone. And thank you, Rob. It was fun.
0: Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.
1: Have a great day.